Hi there, and welcome to the Ones to Watch podcast. Here we discuss exciting technology companies with their founders and CEOs leading their industries, going deep on strategy, success, and their plans for future industry disruption and domination. I'm Paul Quattrocasas, founder and CEO of Aqua Partners and creator of the Ones to Watch podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share with you how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing podcasts in our industry. With that, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this week's episodes of The Ones to Watch, where we take a look at interesting and innovative companies and what they are doing to uh, grow their own market share, and also uh, interesting market opportunities uh, for those who uh, might want to find the next cool investment. So we are we are checking out uh, companies that might be ready to take off, and today we are talking with Nils Oster. Nils Osterstrom, who is the founder and the co-founder and CEO of Tabrito. So this is a really cool company uh, that focuses on insect-based products, including for food. So uh, go ahead, Nils. Uh, hello, and welcome to the show. And why don't you tell us a little bit about you and about Tabrito? Thank you very much, and thank you for, for welcoming me in, into this show. And we are in, as you said, a company, uh, we are into large-scale production of food and for insect for food and feed, and we are based in Sweden. And what we do is uh, both uh, insects, the primary production, as well as uh, refined products. So the, the things that we excel in is... Uh, um, protein uh, separation, a protein ingredient that we have developed. Uh, it's 88% pure white insect proteins that can substitute uh, milk or egg or other proteins as an ingredient. Uh, so I think one of the things that a lot of people want to know is how does this taste? So uh, how does that how does that work when you're uh, you know so substituting it in for your proteins when you're when you're making that happen? Uh, how does that work? It works great because it's it has its ha, having no taste, so it's it's just just a plug and play protein. So that's that's the the key thing that you can uh, have a really high um, protein uh, um, value or pr- large part of of your product with filled with protein without uh, having uh, affecting the taste and the. Actually, insects taste very well, and I, I think it's one of the easiest alternative proteins there are. Very cool. So, what prompted you to come up with this business idea? So, why uh, why are we why are we doing this? Why are we doing the insect protein? I mean, you mentioned that it is one of the easiest ways to replace other proteins. Uh, why are we looking to do that? And uh, how has your company kind of filled that need? Yeah, it started with the, with an. I uh, read an article uh, some years ago about how effect, efficient insects are in in, in converting biomass into high quality proteins and fats. And I start thinking of how can we um, can can Westerners or people living in this part of the world accept insect proteins. Uh, and I felt that if we just um, take out the proteins and do it more abs- abstract, so to say, 
the, both the usability and can get better functionality and also uh, the acceptance will will for for insect products will increase and that's that has been proven in a lot of studies uh, that you double the, the acceptance for insect products when when it come in, invisible so this is what we do it's a white powder it 18 18% pure <laughs> insect protein <laughs> Wow. Wow. So, so yeah. So, I mean, when we think about um, insect products, a lot of us don't think of getting that white protein powder, but there it is. That's very, very cool. So is there a special process that you use? I know you may have some proprietary information and everything, but do you have a special process that you use to kind of extract these proteins and then turn them into that uh, very um, inoffensive uh, powder? Yeah, yeah, we, we sure have. And we do it in, actually in a really uh, unorthodox way. Or um, We do it quite differently. Uh, and we, we, for sure, we haven't heard of anyone else that have this high uh, protein content and uh, have this pure and the white, white color is unique. And uh, that's uh, a lot of insect protein have a... Uh, enzymes that uh, have browning uh, process, processing, so it becomes brown brown when you um, extract or uh, when you process the insect protein. But we have solved this. Very, that's very cool. Um, so, how are you protecting your process? Do you have any pa- patents on that process? Do you have some intellectual property that you're like working? to protect uh, under laws to make sure that uh, the process mostly stays with you, um, especially if this explodes, right? This is something that, um, you know, demand for more food protein is going to be exploding in the coming years. So how are you kind of protecting that um, that process uh, so uh, that you guys remain on the, the cutting edge and re- remain ahead? Yeah, and I, what I feel that uh, we have achieved the freedom to operate, and that means that we have we have filed for a patent, and then withdrawed it uh, in order to to keep keep the things that we do secret because we, because um, it's uh, the process is um, yeah if you know uh, a patent it can be replicated and it's uh, very. Um, uh, and the, the, it's worth the m- money that you have to to protect it. So that we feel more confident in in have, uh, keeping this as a close secret, and how we do it. And uh, we feel, yeah, and that will that's our strategy regarding the IP rights for for the the powder. Okay, uh, very cool. So can you tell us then a little bit about that product roadmap? So do you have kind of a strategy for how you're going to um, move forward with marketing this to a wider audience? Are you planning on um, entering new markets? What, what's kind of your product roadmap and goals as you move forward? Yeah, the insect, pro- the, the, the first thing is to to get volumes up. It's it's one of the key things. There, there are high demand of insect protein, both, both for uh animal feed as for food. And as you might know, uh, last week, uh, t- 
uh, mealworms, the, the, the species that we work with, was approved finally in the whole European U Union. So that's that's immense. And, and, um, and in order to have a really cost-efficient processing, you really need to have two, two volumes. And we have we have great partners uh, in this, in big industrial partners that helps us doing this in a very efficient way. Yeah, and so managing that efficiency and making sure you're getting out there, um, I'm sure is a big help. Um, now, you talked about um, having these uh, meal mealworms that you use uh, just getting approved uh, all across the European Union. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, do you um, does your company work with governments in educating them about this kind of thing and uh, getting those approvals? Yeah, we have a really good relationship with the Swedish uh, food agencies. Where in the beginning it was quite harsh that they didn't really bother. It's yes, but but then uh, uh, after a while we, we uh, developed this. They have they realized they have to be more innovative to, in order to ensure the competitive. Uh, the Swedish Sweden's compete. Uh, will increase just in, in, in order to promote new compass and good ideas. So, so in fact, we, we were at a, a Swedish food agency too, and I told them uh, what I felt really <laughs> were very honest on uh, how they are can be perceived of, for, from a food company's side, and then it was a. I provoked it a little bit, but we had a really good uh, discussion afterwards in order to help them to be more proactive and 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 help out in the beginning and then go over to a more uh, of co controlling role. Uh, to 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 so it's um, I, I think it's um, Sweden. Sweden, we are great. Also from the government's side we have some some parliament members who are interesting in visiting us it, of course this is problematic with the covid situation but it's i'm really amazed over how how positive uh, a lot of different uh, organizations and and stakeholders are into our way or our solutions so what do you think um, is going to be one of the biggest points of demand? I mean, are you planning on expanding? Um, I mean, you mentioned European Union. Uh, do you think that your products have um, some appeal, maybe even outside of that, um, and going to other areas of the world? Are there specific areas of the world that you're kind of focusing on next? Yeah, uh, we, we have already seen that we have some interest from, for example, China and also the United States, where I believe that uh, Sweden are co copycats uh, and insect <laughs> products. In, in uh, you know, the sushi came not from Japan to, to Sweden, it came uh, via the United States. And uh, I think that's true for the insect as well. Mm. But um, uh, so, so I think this is a we have a global market. This is a global solution uh, that helps people really do good for the planet and good for themselves, and also solve a lot of of, of the problem of uh, the food industry in order to really 
how, make it simple for them to include insects in their products and solve both the climate, the taste, the yeah, you, and create great innovative products. Yeah. So let's talk about um, your process again a little bit. Now you use meal farm, uh, mealworm farms. Uh, yeah. Is that correct? Um, and we produce our mealworms, and we have, and that's and that has to be uh, doing with a great deal of automation and so on. So we are all we are we have um, um, yeah we are just just now uh, building the next moving into the next uh, the next size upscale of factory right now, and and. Uh, really have to do it very uh, efficient and that's also one thing with with mealworms they are very very easy to automate See, and that's and that's really cool um, as well on top of being easy to automate and be a, and be an efficient source of protein um, what's what's the level of environmental impact I assume that it's probably a lower level of environmental impact than like for instance, uh, here in the United States, where a lot of our protein comes from uh, large animal sources uh, mm-hmm. that that require a lot of resources to like so like cows, they require a lot of uh, resources from the grazing land to the water it takes, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would imagine that the mealworms have a much lower environmental impact. Uh, yes, that's correct, and it depends, as you said, it's all all always the, the the feed that you use for the rearing the mealworms that that that's dependent and um numbers of 100 of of co uh, production or other um uh, farmed animal uh, it's so, so it's it's a game changer regarding carbon dioxide and, and uh, climate um, impact and one thing that we also have, we have a really great uh, collaboration with one of the largest forestry companies with an SCA, where we have uh, in fact tried feeding our mealworms of a, a biosludge. It's a byproduct from the uh, pulp and paper industry. And this is really problematic, but it's it seems that our mealworms. <laughs> Really like it. It contains so we we solves a lot of problems. And if we use that kind of feeding, we can use the forest as a feeding source for our mealworms, and that makes an even bigger impact. Uh, so that's really cool. So you've got kind of a system here of creating um, easily accessible, high quality protein that can be added to foods and to feed. And it it's better for the environment, and it, I imagine also um, that it can also be a little bit uh, less less costly in terms of uh, addressing some sort of hunger issues that we have around the world. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, just the fact that the the, the European Union uh, imports around seventy percent of, of of their their global need of protein, so that's has been very pointed out in the new strategy, uh, farm to fork strategy, that we Europe has to be more uh, self-sufficient in, in the, uh, its uh, protein production, and uh, for of course that helps the world also. And uh, I, I think that insects are a solution when we we are getting more people that 
that also have uh, are more wealthy, and that means uh, higher uh, consumption of protein. So we expect that the rise in protein demand in the coming 30 years will be 50-60% more than to today. So, and that's and yeah, that's a hard nut to, to to solve or a big problem to solve. Yeah, wow. So uh, that's really great that you guys are kind of on the forefront of of, of solving those problems. Uh, let's go ahead before we wrap up and talk a little bit about your company culture. Uh, what is it about working at Tabrito that um, that you know makes people feel good? Do you work on focusing on making sure your employees are well taken care of? Um, and do you have that company culture where you encourage uh, innovation and, um, and, uh, you know, taking care of each other. Yeah. I think that's having fun and, and feeling a purpose on, on your work and the day to work is very, very important, especially when you work in a, in a, a startup and, and you do doing things. It's very important that be inclusive and, and also that everyone feels that they are part and also Something that I try to to communicate is that when when building up something, uh, if something isn't there, you have, you are expected to to do it. it there, there are no one else to do it because we are doing everything for the first time, more or less. So it's your responsibility to to make sure that you have the things that you need around you. But it also that's also. Uh, but it's very important also that they have the tools to do to to, to make the change also. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so very much a culture of empowerment. So they they feel like they can do what they need to do and and work toward this purpose. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And we have a multinational. Uh, the, the staff is already multinational, and we have. A lot of different individuals from, with different backgrounds, and I think this uh, when when it's right, it's really uh, helps to to get a very cre creative and good environment, and uh, it's um, you feel that you have to be proud of the things that you do. You do you have you do a sustainability sustainability business both economically and and uh, for and for the environment so that's that's important key very very cool well thank you so much for joining us today uh, why don't you once again tell folks uh, how they can find you where they can learn more about you and Tabrito uh, and just kind of let us know how they can reach you yeah, way, the easiest way is just hit Tibrito uh, in Google. We are we, the name was selected after um, the number of hits on Google, so you will find us and uh, just hit Tibrito, and then it, it is or my name uh, Nils dot at Tibrito dot se. So please, you're welcome to contact me if yeah. So, okay, great. Well, thanks again, Neil Osterstrom, for joining us today. And um, once again, everybody, uh, check in for another episode of The Ones to Watch, where we talk to interesting companies who are ready to make a difference.
listening to the Ones to Watch podcast. If you're interested in sharing your company's story and joining us as a guest on the show, please visit www.aquapartners.com slash podcast slash apply. If you liked what you heard, please also visit me and my firm Aqua Partners on LinkedIn and connect. We're always keen to expand our networks and engage with like-minded individuals. Also, please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, I'm Paul Quatracasas. Thanks for listening to the Ones to Watch podcast. Thank you.